0: Hello, and welcome back to the Pursue Your Vidential Podcast, episode number 13. I'm your host, Taylor. Today is Friday, and that means we are doing another Friday Fit and Sexy QA. I'm going to go over some of the questions that you've been asking me this week and answer them the best that I can. But before I go into that, I want to ask you for a quick favor. If you find value in this episode and with my podcast, it would mean so much to me if you could go leave me a five star review. And if you would like to go the extra mile, please share this with your friends. It helps me grow as a podcaster and it helps me know that this is helping and that you took value in this and helps me know that I should keep doing this, if that makes sense. So please let me know what you think. I would love to hear it. I'm always open to feedback and I welcome it. And hey, thank you for listening. I really appreciate it. So question number one how do you stay motivated when working out? So I'm going to interpret this two ways and give two answers because there's two ways that we could do that. We could talk about how to be motivated to work out and how to be motivated during a workout. And I'm not sure how that was asked, but I'm assuming it's the first one and I'm just going to add in both answers. So the first question, the first interpretation would be, How to be motivated to work out. Now, this is one that I've been asked so many times. I've heard it so many times. And hey, unfortunately, I don't know anybody that is motivated all of the time or even most of the time. I know that a lot of things get in the way, whether that's how you're feeling. It could be the weather outside. It could be circumstances. It could be your environment. And when it comes down to it, if we want to make exercise a long-term thing for us and a part of our lifestyle we have to make it non-negotiable just like other things in our lives that might be non-negotiable for me I love to compare it to brushing my teeth that is non-negotiable for me to do every day and although I don't work out seven days a week I do kind of have the same mentality that you know Monday through Friday it's non-negotiable for me to move my body somehow and it doesn't always have to be in the gym, it can be a run outside, it can be with my hula hoop, but it is the discipline of doing that and making it a habit no matter whether or not you're, you're motivated. And we cannot rely on motivation. We must be disciplined in our action to do so. So I'm sorry, I know that's probably not the answer you're looking for and people want this, this magical answer that they never heard that will help them stay motivated and be motivated to work out, but unfortunately there just isn't one. It has to come from the deep desire to just show up. So the second interpretation of that is how to be motivated when working out. So I really believe that your environment really does play a big role in it. Not only that, but the music that you're listening to plays a big role in it as well. I need to have high-intensity, high-energy music when I'm doing something that's high-intensity and when i'm lifting the the genre can just vary a little bit but for the most part i love upbeat stuff that just makes me feel good and wants me makes me want to keep moving so i really think that the music you're listening to is going to be a big factor the environment and right now during this recording we are going through the covid-19 coronavirus lockdown so gyms are closed right now people are having to work out at home and it is really really hard I would be lying if I said it was easy to work out at home and that I enjoy it all of the time. Most of the time, I don't. It's hard for me to get in that headspace. There's so many things around the house that want make me distracted. There's other things that I could be doing, and and not only that, but creating that space, even if you have the space, can be really hard. And you might be missing out on some of the equipment that you need, and it just... It's very difficult, so go easy on yourself. You're not going to be motivated to work out from home. It's just not that easy. So make sure that your environment is set for it, that you've got good music on. And not only that, but I highly, highly, highly recommend putting your phone away, putting it on airplane mode, something where you're not distracting yourself with it. You're not answering texts. You're not on the phone. You're not Googling. You're not browsing social media. Just be in the zone. It's so hard to get into that zone, but it is so easy to fall out of it. So there's that answer. I hope it helps. Question number two. What are some tips you have for growing long, beautiful hair? Okay, so I get asked this a lot, and I actually just did an Instagram post on it a few days ago, I think it was. And I had recently just cut off about four inches of my hair. It's been long for many years now, about four to five years and the tips that I have shared with a lot of people are things that I've done that have helped me not only grow long hair, but keep it long and healthy. So I'm not sure the order that I put them on on that post, but I'm going to just go into it. So the first tip with that is less is going to be best, less styling, less washing, less heat. Just really focus on taking care of it and doing minimal things with it. And I know that this can be hard, but again, we're in the middle of a lockdown right now. We're not leaving the house a lot. We don't have reasons to really get all dolled up. And styling our hair is really hard on it. So if you can find styles that don't take heat, that aren't damaging, I highly recommend that you do that because it is going to help your hair so much. So... That's going to go into the next tip where we're going to say heat is damaging. So less heat is going to be best. You want to avoid blow-drying it on a really high heat or don't blow-dry it at all. Make sure that you air dry it. Wash it only once a week so that your hair can have time to, you know, you have these oils that are in your hair that are actually really healthy for it. Obviously, we don't like it when it gets too oily, but the oils are there for a reason and You just want to give them some time to do their thing. And washing your hair all the time strips those oils. It's just not healthy for it. So also making sure that you are limiting styling products or styling tools. Because styling tools have heat and it breaks and damages your hair. So those are the first two tips. You know, less of those things. It's really, really going to help. And if you dye your hair a lot, that's going to be another factor in why your hair might be damaged. Darker hair, you can get away with that dye a little bit more, but when we are going light, we are bleaching hair, anything like that, it's very damaging. So tip number three, you are going to want to make sure that you are using scrunchies instead of elastics and making sure that you aren't always using them in ponytails because it can be damaging. So scrunchies are great for ponytails because they are more gentle on them. I've been wearing scrunchies for for maybe the same amount of time I've had long hair and it really has helped. So the next thing with that would be to make sure that you use a good brush. There's a lot of brushes out there that can be very damaging to your hair. I use a boar bristle brush and it I like it a lot, it's great. And not only that, but make sure that when you brush your hair, You want to start at the bottom and brush from the bottom as you hold your hair and work your way up. Don't just yank on your hair from the top. It'll rip it out and it doesn't feel good. So start at the bottom, get those tangles out, work your way up to the top. It helps so much. So, and then tip number four, I really think this is such a big one and it probably should have been number one, but you need to have a lot of protein in your diet and have a high amount of protein in your diet daily. Don't just go for the minimum. Make sure that you are getting enough protein in your diet to sustain and grow this long, beautiful, healthy hair because that is what your hair is made out of. It's made out of protein. So when you can provide it with the protein it needs, it's going to grow stronger and longer. And I am aware that genetics and stuff like that can play a really big role in it as well. But our hair is made of protein And to have long, beautiful hair, your hair is going to need that protein. And there's other things in your body that take protein, like your muscles and just so many other things that you want to have enough going around that it actually is in your hair, right? That it actually gets to be used for your hair. So there's a few tips. Those are some of the best tips I can tell you. And I really do hope that that helps you. Not only that, but give it some time, be patient with it and take care of it. So I'm gonna move on because I do want to make sure that I'm going over the health and fitness stuff. but if you want to see the other tips for that, you can go check it out on my Instagram and learn more. and if you have any questions, you can always ask me about it as well. So, tip number three stay or sorry, question number three staying healthy, active during pregnancy. So, this i love it I, I so i've only been pregnant one time i have a son but that just because i've only been pregnant once it doesn't you know <laughs> it doesn't matter how many times you've been pregnant you've been pregnant i was active the the majority of my pregnancy all the way up until the end there were days where i was too tired where i would just go for a walk or There were times where I even like drove to the gym, walked in, hopped on the treadmill for five minutes and left because I wanted to keep that in my routine. I wanted to keep that going. I didn't want to lose that. And once you've built a habit and then you start to turn it into something else and you're you're no longer maintaining that habit, it becomes really hard to get that back, especially after you have a kid and you are just tired and, you know, all of your energy goes to that baby. So... Just do your best to do something active and try to stay, even if you are doing it briefly, stay in the habit of doing that. Whether that's going to the gym or going for a walk, just stay in the habit of making that a priority and it will be so much easier for you. Make sure that you are eating healthy foods, that you are supplying your body with what it needs unfortunately there's this thing that goes around that says you're eating for two and you can eat all the food you want but really it's not like that you're not eating for another human that's your size so you don't need the double you don't need double amount of calories or more than what you actually need to consume you just need a surplus of calories that is going to be healthy for you and help you feel good throughout your pregnancy so just have a healthy diet and and I, and you know what this means. We go over this a lot. It, you know, make sure that you've got enough protein, carbs, and fats. You're getting your vegetables in. Stay hydrated. Make sure you're getting your sleep in. Don't deprive yourself, especially when you are pregnant. Your body is using a lot of energy just to create that baby, and unfortunately, you get a little wiped out. So, again, I just want to you know tell you that it's okay if you get tired and you don't want to work out and. You're, you don't have to, and if you don't do it, don't feel bad about it, but try your best to stay in the habit of doing something. Even if it's a brief walk, it, it, most days, you know, if it, it doesn't have to be seven days a week, but make a minimum. make Three to four days at minimum is how much you need to work out to stay active. That could be your goal, and that gives you a little leniency. So question number four, how to get Pass a plateau or is it your body's preferred weight? So this is a really good question. I think that people really overestimate this and really think that a plateau is, it... okay, <laughs> I'm going to try to explain this the best that I can. There's a lot of reasons why you might be feeling like you're actually plateaued, but you're not. And you really need to be mindful of the things that you're doing. Are you actually eating as much as you think you are? Are you actually working out as much as you think you are? Are you tracking things to know this? If that is the case and you've been giving it some time, you know, not just a couple weeks, but it's a couple months down the road, you haven't seen any progress, you've been tracking everything, you know that you're giving it your best in the gym and you're moving and the weight is still not coming off, you might not be giving it enough time, but... You also may not be accurate on what you're tracking, how much you're actually moving. If all of those things are in order, there is a chance that this is just harder for you because your body may have already adapted to very low calories at one point or another in your life. So let's say that you've done a diet before this and you've eaten 800, 900, 1100 calories and your body's been there before and it knows that it's been okay and it knows it's not going to die. So it lets you eat that and it is going to compensate by you know, conserving energy elsewhere before it helps you lose that fat. And that's another thing I want to bring up. Are you plateauing with the number on the scale and that number isn't budging and you're just going off of that? That is a big, big, big mistake because that number does not represent fat loss Hardly like there's so many other things that your weight is made up out of. You could be building muscle. That's awesome. And that might help you, that might stall your weight loss because you're building muscle and it's there's other things that are going on. You might be losing fat. You might be in the process of losing fat and you're just not seeing it yet. Or you know, and you could be building muscle. Not only that, but Especially if you're a woman, you have these three to five pound weight fluctuations depending on the time of the month it is. So there's a lot of factors to look at. And ultimately what I'm getting at is you need to look at all of these other factors and really, really be real with yourself. Make sure that you're being patient and you're giving it enough time. And make sure that you're tracking in other ways rather than just your scale weight. How do your clothes fit? Are you tracking your measurements? How do you feel? There's so many other things to look at. There's there's so many other wins to pay attention to. And paying attention to the scale only and thinking you're plateaued because that's not moving is a big mistake. So question number five. How can I help my husband lose weight with how I cook? I feel like I can't wrap my head around what macros he needs to eat. He's overweight, wants to lose weight, but he doesn't work out. So I think that I'm going to wrap up here because this is going to be a little lengthy and I think that this is super important. So this is really, really difficult because I, I'm not, I probably won't give you the answer you want, but I'm going to give you two answers. One, you can make sure that he is doing a few things and you need to make sure that this is actually really what he wants. If he's saying, you know, I want to lose weight and you're in charge of cooking his food, Just make sure that it's mostly whole nutritious foods. You know, men can get away with a little bit more than women because they are bigger. You know, they they can eat more. So he might still need to eat quite a bit and it's going to feel like a lot of food because it's coming from whole nutritious foods, which are typically lower in calories but higher in volume. So make sure he's getting enough protein, protein every meal, vegetables every meal, Carbs every meal and and you give him, you know, it could come from grains or whatever, and one to two healthy snacks every day. And see how that feels. The best way to know if something's working or not working is to try it for two to three weeks. And if you're not seeing anything, um if he could see if he is gaining weight, then he needs to be eating less food. If he's losing weight, then great, you're in a really good spot. And after that, I would say if, if that's not working, you really need to figure out what his specific calorie and macronutrient needs are, what, how many calories he needs a day to lose weight, and how, many, how much protein he needs, how many carbs and fats he needs, and then have him stick with that for two to three weeks and make adjustments as needed if you can cook food that is great for everyone that is a really good option it does not matter the quality of the food you eat when it comes to weight loss rather it means it the important thing is the amount that you're eating so you guys can eat all the same things together but it's going to ultimately come down to how much he is or isn't eating so you can still cook for yourself and for him and for everybody involved and if that's not an option, you're going to have to figure that out for yourself because I don't know what you're eating. I don't know what your story is. I don't know if he has any foods he can't eat or if you have any foods that you can't eat. But the, the best thing you can do is just find out what his targets are and have him do that and then come up with some ways to make high protein meals, figure out if he handles higher fats or higher carbs better. And have him, you know, balance between, you know, having high protein, lower fats, higher carbs, or vice versa. Higher, um, higher, lower carbs and higher fats. So, just, there's a lot that needs to go into that. And yes, you can do a lot just by making sure that you're eating whole nutritious foods. And that you're limiting the snacking. That you're limiting the high calorie processed foods. And the other thing of this, the the other point that you made in this is that he wants to lose weight, but he's not working out. And it's true, you do not need to exercise to lose weight. You just need to be in a calorie deficit, which can ultimately come from getting your calories in place. But working out will help significantly. It will help by increasing your calorie expenditure. And it will also help because if he's doing resistance training and he's building muscle, Not only will that hopefully help him and his testosterone levels, but it'll help him build some muscle, which makes him more of a a calorie burner. So the more muscle you have on your body, the more calories you burn at rest, and you are overall a more expensive person to keep alive. So he will be burning more calories the more muscle he has on his body. So lots of reasons that he should be working out, but if he can't for some reason, really just dialing in how much food he's eating is going to play a big part also making sure that you guys are talking about stress levels and sleep how much sleep he's getting every night you know 7 to 8 hours of restful sleep is the the golden rule basically of making sure that you are getting quality sleep and that that's not hindering your fat loss which it can so i hope that you found that this is helpful and i am really enjoying answering these questions for you guys but just remember, that at the end of the day, it really all depends on you, your lifestyle, your, your specific situation, and these answers are really, they're, I, I truly believe that these are great answers, but it doesn't work for everybody, and I can't say that the way that I think it is or the, the things that I believe in is 100% for you, because it is not a one-size-fits-all thing. So just keep that in mind. And hey, thanks again for listening. I really do appreciate it. I'll talk to you guys again soon. Bye.